0: Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there you just have no clue how to get it out? Or maybe you just want to know the Bible better and you are looking for any resource to help. Well, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We are two sisters. I'm Erica. I'm Veronica. We love to study the Bible and we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context of scripture, it adds to our understanding. It actually adds color to the black and white pages of the text. We are back. Episode number two (laughs) with Brian. Not technically number two, but I don't have it written down yet. But we are back. We are in the book of Habakkuk. We have just done verses 1 through 4, kind of Habakkuk's complaint to God. Complaint might not be a strong enough word. Yeah. (laughs) Wine? Critique? (laughs) Maybe? I don't Venting? Venting, yes. I think venting. And so, Brian, what you left us last week was the idea of we can be like Habakkuk coming to God with our complaints Mm -hmm. but i also said well maybe we want to see god's response (laughs) before we completely copy Him. i'd like to at least know okay how's he going to respond (laughs) if i walk in the room with this attitude how's god going to respond to my attitude right so that's kind of where we are we're going to be looking at verse chapter one verses one no five Five. through eleven today
1: yeah and i think uh, by the time we see Hab- Habakkuk's follow-up, we'll recognize he is like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's always wise to consider we're having an audience before the king of the universe. And yeah, that's... Certainly he can handle anything we throw at him, but maybe we want to
0: <laughs> right?
1: be respectful. If I'm <laughs>
0: going to have that attitude, I better have a really good reason, <laughs> not just my dishwasher broke and... right. My dinner got burned. Right. If I'm going to hey. complain to God, pick something good to complain about. Right.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, Habakkuk um, was living in a time where things were a mess, and he was frustrated at God. Um, it's it's one of those themes you do see in in the twelve. The book of the twelve is called the, the the fancy ten dollar words theodicy which is
0: sounds like you're saying the odyssey
1: (laughs) (laughs) theo theodicy okay Um, it's basically okay if god's all-powerful and good why are bad things happening that's the
0: million dollar question yeah
1: so habakkuk's struggling with that and just like we struggle with that he's he has said, you know, why, why do you make me see iniquity? Why do you, God, look idly at all this wrong that's going on? So I love that. It's kind of like, who's he blaming? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you not do something, God? Mm. And well, God responds and he, God throws a couple of those key words back at Habakkuk. He says in verse five, Okay, well, you told me to look and to see. Well, God says, look, Habakkuk, among the nations, see and see, wonder and be astounded. For I'm doing a work in your days that you would not believe. So he's going to, you, you want to look and see something, Habakkuk? Well, okay, pull your head up above your immediate issues and look far off to the east and I'm going to show you something that your jaw is just going to drop.
0: Uh-oh. I know. Yeah. I'm thinking east would be Nineveh, Assyria. No, even right.
1: further east. Okay. And he says, for behold, I'm raising up the Chaldeans. Oh, I didn't bitter look far enough in my Bible. <laughs> and hasty nation. And then he's going to go through a bunch of descriptions about these Chaldeans. Um, so I didn't go into... That too much on the last episode because I was trying to keep it right. short-ish, but the historical context, as I mentioned last time, is a, with the winds of change were happening mm-hmm. within the power nations in the Middle Ancient Near East at that time. Nineveh and Assyria, um, around six hundred thirty BC, okay. they was the end of their last powerful ruler. Ashurbanipal. And from that point on, until the nation really ceased to exist, um, it was just on a decline. Mm -hmm. So 630, and put that as one marker on your timeline, down to 612 BC is when Nineveh itself was destroyed by the combined armies of the Chaldeans or the Babylonians and the Medes. So God is saying to Habakkuk, and we're we we have a little bit of bonus knowledge because of our perspective on this. Habakkuk perhaps didn't know how it was all going to play out just at that point. But God is saying, "You know what? Those Chaldeans, that uh nation that's been a bit on the fringes of of society, well, they're going to raise up. They're coming. And they're going to become something more powerful than even the Assyrians that you are familiar with now.
0: That doesn't sound hopeful. (laughs) I know. If Assyria Nineveh was bad, and you're saying they're going to be more powerful? Thanks, God.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, when you boil it down, Habakkuk is coming to God saying, God, this world is upside down. It's not good. It's not right. Why aren't you going to do something? And then God's like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to make it worse.
0: Yeah, that's not helpful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and then you'll know why Habakkuk responds the way he does, but that's for next time. Okay. So um, the nations are, there's there's a power shift happening. Habakkuk's living in a time where he's right in the middle of that. You can imagine the flag, it's blowing one direction, mm-hmm. the wind has mm-hmm. died down, which is what has allowed the corruption to increase in Judah, and now the flag is starting to pick up and, and point in this other direction. And the Chaldeans were this this uh, Semitic group that lived um, in modern-day Iraq, in the kind of the southern marshy area of the Tigris River as it okay. flows out to the Persian Gulf. And they were uh, just fiercely independent. They were actually um, hired or set up by the Assyrians to... Uh, protect and man certain forts in that area, and then they just kind of kept getting bigger and stronger, and Assyria itself kept crumbling, and then wow. the, the Babylonians, or the Chaldeans, when I use that term interchangeably because mm-hmm. it's roughly the same thing, they uh, they just became more powerful. and They, they had some alliances with the Medes, uh, which certainly helped, but um, they kept growing and growing. And and then by 612, Babylon and, and the Medes had actually defeated Nineveh, the capital city of Assyria. And, and then it was just a mop-up campaign from there. Yeah. Even Egypt tried to come and help Assyria. Uh, and they <laughs> Fight got, them off? I mean, you talk about strange bedfellows at that point. <laughs> Um, well, the
0: enemy of my enemy is yeah, my friend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's where Josiah gets mixed up because he tries to come and stop Egypt from going to Assyria's aid. And it, it's just like all these interesting events that are taking place. Um, but that ends up the the death of King Josiah because hmm. he's uh, sticking his nose in where he, he, he shouldn't have.
0: He was the last godly king of Judah. But if he was godly, why didn't he go seek God's advice? Everyone everyone makes a mistake. (laughs) Maybe God was using this to get rid of him so he could bring judgment to the nation. Okay. Because after that it goes down. That's another podcast for another time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lots of bonus podcasts coming, I'm sure. (laughs) So God says, I'm going to do something you aren't going to believe. And you can get the sense of dread. As you, you read through this, I'm raising up the Chaldeans, you know, that bitter and hasty nation who marches through the breadth of the earth. They seize dwellings not their own. They're dreaded and fearsome. And here's an interesting phrase in light of what we read last time their justice, the Chaldeans' justice and dignity, goes forth from themselves,
0: mm. as opposed to from God.
1: Mm hmm. Right, Rather justice.
0: God's justice. <laughs>
1: justice should be coming forth from God's will, His instructions through the Torah. What was justice doing in Judah, though, in Habakkuk's day?
0: It was perverted. It was, perverted. It was yeah, numb, like numb, frozen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. the The Torah was numb, and the justice, as a result, it was, was getting mm-hmm. twisted and you know sent off in the wrong direction. God's like, you know what, Habakkuk, you don't have to worry because the Babylonians' justice comes from themselves. Like, their justice is man-made justice. Mm -hmm. It's going to be cruel and wicked, and you don't have to worry. I mean, there's a bit of sarcasm, perhaps, in God's words, a bit of a rebuke, an ironic rebuke in this. It's like you can see these key phrases that Habakkuk had used in God's Kind of turning them back on on him and sending them back his way. So, um, you know this continuing description of their fearsomeness, their the swiftness. Um, the Babylonians in verse eight, their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than evening wolves. This is in the ESV. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, imagine how fearsome an army is riding in on powerful horses. But what if their horses are like
0: as fast as a cheetah, giant? predators
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's
0: no, even thanks. worse
1: um, they fly in like an eagle to devour and they come for violence verse nine they come they all come for violence and i think there's a bit of a chill in that because back in verse two mm-hmm. habakkuk is saying how long am i going to cry out and you're not going to answer how long do i cry out violence and god you don't save like he's the godly people in Judah and Habakkuk, there was probably some others, a godly remnant. They're crying out, saying like, look, there's violence and nobody's doing anything. Look, there's people robbing the mall and nobody's doing it. Like people are getting beaten, innocent people. And this phrase about the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, they all come for violence. Mm-hmm they're attracted Mm -hmm. to it oh there's some violence over there it's like a a bug to the bug right it's a beacon yeah a beacon very good so it's very chilling words it's not encouraging you're they're coming (laughs) Mm -hmm. for you and um they come for violence, in the remainder of verse 9, they gather captives like the sand. And if you jump to verse 11, they sweep by like the wind and go on. And you get this picture. These are, from Habakkuk's geographical perspective, he's looking out to the east. Mm-hmm. And he knows the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, they're from the east. What also sweeps in from the east?
0: That hot, dry that air. That hot,
1: dry, like... Think of the Mm sandstorms that's coming from the east because that's, there's a massive desert between Babylon and Israel. So you typically would curve up to the north and then back around. But in between, that's this massive Arabian desert that's inhospitable. Well, that's where you get your huge desert winds. It sweeps and picks up all the dust. Mm -hmm. And God is picturing the Babylonians like that. It's like Habakkuk, they're coming.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like a wind and just like your, your dust to the desert wind, like you're not going to be, a, everything's going to get picked up and pushed mm-hmm. away and just nothing will be left and it's coming. And you know, the, the final statement, these men, their own might is their God. Mm-hmm. Like they, they are their own measure of That's what themselves. rules them. Yep. But in a sense, in a a tiny sense, that's what's been going on in Judah. It's just they're going to be exposed to a much more powerful and potent example of how they've been living.
0: What they themselves were doing. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: If that's how you want to live, and God isn't talking specifically to Habakkuk. He's talking to the people of his time. If this is how you're going to live, this Here's how you, it ends up. Yes.
0: Here's where it goes. Here's where it leads you. We're
1: just going to bring in the the Uber mm-hmm. example of what you're doing.
0: I just kind of feel like Habakkuk's looking at this sandstorm out there. And all of a sudden through that sand comes all these like giant riders and horses. And it's like, yeah. you just think you're looking at a sandstorm and all of a sudden it's like, oh no. Mm-hmm. They almost like sneak up in a way and use that sandstorm to like. Get closer and closer, and it's too late. They're here. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do.
1: So, I mean, here's the, the challenge.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, and we end the podcast on that down our note.
1: <laughs> With the the last episode, we rightly. I think, drew out a lesson. You you can bring your complaints, your frustrations uh, Oh, I'm not God. doing
0: that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'll keep my complaints to myself because I don't <laughs> want to know what the future says. <laughs> well,
1: he knows our thoughts even when we're not saying them. Yeah, but I don't want that revolution.
0: <laughs> if it's getting worse, I don't need to tell.
1: <laughs> I think what we see here is God, it doesn't matter even if it's a complaint. It could be a prayer for anything or mm-hmm. a, you know, Praying and talking with God about anything, what do you do when the response is not what you want? And this is certainly a chilling response. How, How do you deal with that?
0: I guess the idea would be then you go back to God and keep talking about. Oops, I hit my mic. Keep talking about it. Of. I'm not happy with that answer, God. What do I do with that? That's it. What do I do with that answer? Mm -hmm. I don't know what to make of this. That wasn't Mm -hmm. comforting, helpful, hopeful, encouraging. Right. But I started the conversation, so I guess that's it. Let's keep conversing. Good, yeah. Okay, thank you, God, but can can I have some hope?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's a great point because that's what, Habakkuk doesn't just walk away like, well, oh, well. I guess I'll go party it up the best I can. Yeah, Lit- I'm
0: going to dig in my head in, st- in the sand.
1: <laughs> right. Or I'm going to pull a Jonah and try to.
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work well.
1: Didn't work. Yeah. Just rewind a couple books in the 12 and yep. read Jonah's story. Yep. Um.
0: So that's our takeaway for the week. You know, if, if you're praying and desperately seeking God on something and getting an answer you don't want. Hopefully it's not as chilling as Habakkuk's, but keep the conversation going Mm -hmm. because that's what we want everyone to do is come back next week to really see what Habakkuk does.
1: And I know you're almost about to wrap it up and I'm like killing the, Oh, the, you can wrap wrap, it.
0: You can, Eric has done that to me before.
1: Watch how Habakkuk grows in his relationship with the Lord through the entire book. Okay. Um,
0: Hopefully you're going to be pointing that out.
1: Well, you guys can help remind me too. Okay. (laughs) Because where he starts as this impertinent prophet who just jumps in and like tries to grab God's coattails or or shake him and like, why are you doing this? Well, wait and see where he's at at the very end of the book and see how he grows. And maybe that helps explain a bit of the, this this model of, of dealing with
0: hard answers. Hard
1: answers. Yeah. Okay. And there's no, I mean, there's no microwave solution in here. No. But I think there's, there is hope.
0: Okay. But we're going to have to keep listening to get the hope. Yes. So can I wrap it up now? Go for I it. I have asked Erica that before, and she's like, no, you forgot this and that. <laughs> Remember on Esther? Yep. But so that's, that's where we are today, is there are times that you ask God questions and you don't get the answer you want. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn from Habakkuk and come back next week and see how he responds to God. And like Brian just said, see how it takes, how he grows in his journey through this dialogue conversation with God. But for now, this is the podcast. Called but The Context and Color of the Bible. And as always, we would love for you to share this with somebody. Maybe you're in a small group. Maybe you have some people you are going, hey, let's understand the Bible better. Share this podcast with them and you can all discuss it together. As always, we have social media, we have our websites, Veronica veronicacopenhaver.com, and all of those different platforms you can interact. You can ask questions. We would love to hear what you're thinking and what you're getting out of this. So thanks for joining us.